This is a diet of Brussels. So what's subsidiarity? I've talked uh, before about uh, an ever closer union. I've linked it uh, in the treaties to this notion of subsidiarity. Now, subsidiarity is one of these great U-type concepts. It's uh, almost impenetrable for the uh, general uh, user. It's uh, got a very particular meaning, and yet it's something which is actually really very important. It's worth tracing perhaps the the, the evolution of this concept. Um, It actually has its origins in uh, a papal uh, encyclical uh, from early in the 20th century when uh, the then Pope talked about making sure that decisions are taken at the most uh, local level possible. Now, in the case of the church, clearly uh, the church extends all the way from a pontiff and a a supreme uh, authority uh, all the way down to individual churches, parishes, uh, what have you, and uh, the individual worshipper. What the Pope there was trying to do was try to say that not everything needs to come up to top to be decided, but actually a lot of things can be dealt with at low levels. So to take the obvious example, uh, if we think about uh, rubbish collection, you don't need to have a European policy on rubbish collection in terms of what days people get their rubbish collected because uh, there's absolutely no benefit to it at all. So it's much more sensibly dealt with at the local level. Likewise, uh, a a defence policy... Uh, is likely to be uh, dealt with at a higher level because the uh, units, you know, my borough council isn't in a position to provide me with a, uh, a security policy in the sense of military defence uh, when we've got uh, much more opportunity to do that collectively at the level of the state. So it's a general kind of concept and it was, it was kind of out there. But in the EU's case, we've taken a very particular uh, conception. What the treaties say is that The default level of action in the EU is the national level. So states are the default actors. And in order for the EU to do something, you have to satisfy two conditions. First of all, it has to be clear that member states can't act uh, effectively by themselves. And it has to be demonstrated that the EU can act effectively in replacement of the states. So it's not merely enough to say member states are rubbish, we uh, therefore have to do it at the European level. We have to say member states are rubbish and the EU is uh, an available and uh, appropriate actor. Now that's quite a restrictive uh, definition. It's restrictive because it's a double requirement on moving things up. It's also restrictive in the sense that there's only two levels, there's the national and the European. Now uh, that's important and uh, it's also... uh, unsurprising. If the uh, treaty started talking about bringing in subnational actors, which they might, that then uh, countries might have found themselves in a position where they would have to reallocate competences uh, within their own countries. So if you think about education policy, for example, here in the UK, that's uh, very much a national uh, competence, or is increasingly one, whereas somewhere like Germany is much more decentralised uh, at the level of the lender. So member states weren't going to do that, they know enough about how these things work to not make that kind of hostage to fortune. So subsidiarity here is a way of limiting powers. And what the EU now requires is that any piece of legislation has to have a declaration about satisfying that requirement. Uh, it has uh, 
the opportunity for any legislation uh, to be challenged in the courts uh, if it's felt that that isn't appropriate. So as a way of limiting power, we already have this quite uh, restrictive and aggressive mechanism which has contributed uh, in a significant way in the limitation of what the EU's done, particularly since the uh, entry into force of the Maastricht Treaty in the early 1990s. Now, uh, why does this matter? It matters because when we think about integration, uh, we tend to think that the EU is on some kind of ratchet, that it's always moving more and more and more and more in Europe. And to a certain extent, that is true, that we don't see uh, an unwinding of that process. But that ratchet is increasingly closely constrained. And so uh, it's only when member states gatekeep and let that go through that this process happens.